Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Yeah, man. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people are going to ask, you know, hey, what's the best productivity advice you ever heard or, you know, things like that. And I'm like, honestly, it's self-awareness. It's it's knowing yourself. It's, it's spending time really knowing myself and then and adding on to it, like I said, with strength trainers with or not strength trainers, strength finders, because it's going to reinforce positive things that you lean in on. You don't cover up your weaknesses. You lean in on your strengths. Start there. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut in life or in a dead-end job with no progression? I'm Jerry Dugan, and welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that offers you the motivation, inspiration, and practical tools to help you build a life worth living. My show is here to help you break free from your limitations and find a path to success. Join me as I share encouraging stories and actionable advice on how to get out of your rut in life and create a vision for your future. Life is just too short to live stuck in a rut. Here we go. Hey, what is going on, Rudder Nation? This is Jerry Dugan, and I want to introduce to you this episode's guest, Eric Fisher. He's a friend of mine. Well, he's a friend of mine now as of Podcast Movement 2022, uh, but he's been somebody that we've been following as the team of Beyond the Rut for years. He's the host of a show called Beyond the To-Do List. It's a productivity podcast about techniques, mindset, and uh, neural pathways, you know, basically training your mind to get things done. So in this episode, I'm chatting with my friend Eric, and we're going to talk about his origin story about how he started that show and how a inter- how an interview-based podcast has really helped him grow in his career and as a person. But we're also going to talk about his diagnosis with ADHD And the things he has done to train his brain to get things done. And I was taking notes because as somebody who may have ADHD, I've also wondered, how do I get things done? I've somehow been productive. I could definitely use some improvement. And I learned some things. In talking with Eric in this episode, I learned some stuff. So I want to share that with you. So sit back, relax, and here we go. All right. Hey, Eric, thanks for joining me out of Indiana. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I feel like it was just an hour and a half ago that we recorded for your show, Beyond the To-Do List, with me as the guest. Wait, it was an hour and a half ago. I think I think you might be right. You are right. <laughs> oh, man. I like messing with people's concept of time because I don't know when my episode with you is going to air, and I, I – don't know when this one's going to air, but they're probably not going to be within an hour and a half of each other. <laughs> but you could, but people could go listen to them. Yes. Like they can go listen to that one and then this one, you know? Yes. And of course, if they haven't already done that, you know, go pause this, then go back. Wait, uh, now we're confusing people. Never mind. <laughs> Chances are, if my episode on your show goes live, I'm going to squeeze this one in as soon as possible. It'll to, probably be yeah, soon. Yeah. Probably in the next two weeks from this recording. So. Yeah. So everybody, you're listening to now, now. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to then? Just missed it. When? Just now. <laughs> of all the things I could quote, Spaceballs lives in my head rent free. I Same. Okay, good. Same. All right. So this episode's gonna be brought to you guys by Spaceballs Quotes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Now, I met Eric in person, uh, in person, August 2022 in a town called Dallas, Texas at an event called Podcast Movement. Uh, and that was the first time we met in person. But I mean, we shared and I confessed on your show that uh my team, when we were a team and myself, would follow your show beyond the to-do list for years, um, mostly because every time you type in Beyond the Rut in any podcast player, your show pops up first before you even finish Rut. And sometimes after Rut, it still puts your name there. I'm like, <laughs> but I typed in the whole thing. Uh, great show about productivity and getting the most out of your work life. Um, and so, And you've been doing that for about a decade. Is that right? Yeah, it was August of 2012. So at the time of this recording, it's now been 10 and a half years. Nice. I think. Nice. Yeah. And and the longevity of that or the, the consistency, I should say, is part of what makes that algorithmic. Are you sure you didn't mean beyond the to do list happen? <laughs> because so many other people have been doing it for so long yes. that it kind of just wears the groove or a rut, if you will. <laughs> nice. So my hope is somewhere out there, there's like beyond the golf course or beyond the bar. Actually, there is oh, a sure called that. And there's uh, lots of there's <laughs> if, if you if you go type beyond the and then podcast. I think, you know what, I think I might have some fun and see if I can see how right. many I can come up with that are out there because there are a lot. And you'd be like, man, Jerry's show really doesn't pop up. <laughs> I, that was not my intent, but it was just to kind of say, you know, how many people have latched on to the it's kind of like the entrepreneur on, you know, the this on fire and the that on oh, fire yeah. thing. Yeah, so. Everything's on fire. Uh, Podcasting's on fire. Yeah. Now, now, folks, I didn't get y'all on here and I didn't get Eric on here just to talk about. Actually, well, I could talk about podcasting all day. Same. Um, so, yeah, beyond the to-do list, though, like uh, I know you've had guys on there like uh, – not Sean Acor, um John Je- uh, Acuff. What's Acuff's first Acuff. name? Yeah, it John is John. Lumis has been on there, too. Okay, yeah, John. Um, multitudes of other people. I think Lou Mangiello at one point. He has not been on. I don't oh. know why he – you know what? It's because – for a long time, I couldn't crack the code of how. what do I want to have Lou on for specifically that's productivity based because he wouldn't admit that he manages things. But I do rem- or has that he's productive at all or that he's um, that he has a handle on that. Uh, but I do have a I did get an insight when I was at his momentum conference speaking there um, months ago that I thought, you know what? I think I've cracked the code. I turned to my friend Jeff C and I'm like, I know how to have Lou on. So Lou will be on at some point nice. for sure. Nice. He's yeah. a great guy. He's amazing. Uh, I had him on because of his transition from being a lawyer to what he does yes. now with WDW yeah. Radio and um, really neat guy. Um, man. OK, man, we're just like geeking out about all our podcast heroes here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring it back in. So beyond the to do list, it's about productivity. Um, it, you've been doing it for over a decade. Uh, the why behind the show, like why did you hone in on productivity as the thing you wanted to have your message and your platform be about? Yeah. Well, I, I'll give you the, the superhero origin story of, of the show. So, uh, which is entwined with mine. And what, what happened was, um, I sitting summer picture this Eric Fisher. He's sitting in a cubicle the summer of 2005 and iTunes, as it was known at the time, pops up on my Dell computer, with the CRT <laughs> monitor, and it says, I have an update. And I said, great. I have a need for a bathroom break and a coffee refill. So I hit OK and I went and did my cycle around, got back, sat down, took a sip of my coffee, looked at my computer and I looked over to play my music again. And there was on the, the left hand side, it said 
podcasts and I clicked in and I'm like, what is this? And I suddenly realized, and it kind of blew my mind that it was radio shows that I could pause. It was, it was radio shows with TiVo. And I thought, nice. Oh, my world just became completely different because I now don't just need to sit here and listen to music to get through my data entry. I could listen and be entertained and learn. And, and we're not even talking like portability. We're talking, I'm just going to subscribe. I can subscribe to shows and they show up like, what is this magic voodoo you have going on here? And so, and I also instantly said, I'm going to do one of these. And that was summer of 2005. So it wasn't till 2007 when I got started doing my own show with uh, a co-host of mine, but I instantly knew at some point I was going to do a show. Um, And at that point also uh, that summer, I was, uh, I self, not self-diagnosed. I, I got curious and went and got tested and, and diagnosed with ADHD. Okay. And so I started to think, well, I'm spending a lot of time in the cubicle. I'm doing all these things. And, you know, and so, uh, finally in getting diagnosed with it, I realized, oh, I, okay, great. And I was aware of getting things done and David Allen, and that was all kind of in the loop. That was all kind of coalescing at that point. Um, but you know, fast forward two years to 2007, I, my, a friend of mine working in that office and I, we'd go on our lunch break to his house where our equipment was already set up. Meanwhile, I was connecting with other people like Cliff Ravenscraft and other people that, you know, um, online. And, uh, I, I mean, as he was getting started even and was getting involved with podcast communities and learning and growing and just absorbing anything I could. It was in me. And, uh, so we start that show. And it was a comedy show called We're Both Right. And uh, <laughs> we did that all year. We did that all year. That was our Malcolm Gladwell 2,000 hour, 10,000 hours, I should say, not 2,000. And uh, come to the end of the year, iTunes says we're one of the top 10 new comedy podcasts. Wow. A lot of people don't know that about it, about me. Uh, and then we took a time off. And then we did it again for another year, like a year later. And then we stopped. And meanwhile... I started co-hosting on some different shows like with Cliff or others. And you kind of fast forward to 2012, January, and Cliff says, I'm going to phase out some of the shows that are on my network. And I said, that's fine. I admire you for that. I applaud you for that because um, cutting the scope and reducing the load makes sense. You can focus on the th- the best things, the most important things that are either revenue driving, whatever you want to call it. And at that point I thought I'm going to do my own thing. And I don't know why, but it many, I immediately thought I'm going to do a blog. <laughs> <laughs> and that thought lasted probably 10 minutes yeah, uh, or a day or two. And then, and then I realized, Oh, why would you do that? Do a podcast. <laughs> so that set me on my goal of like, well, what am I going to do? And I thought, well, I'm interested in all these different things. And I realized, well, one, I'm going to talk to other people. Uh, and this was back before there was this plethora of, you know, rotating interview shows that's become kind of a, one of the standard varieties of things these days when it comes to podcasting. Um, and I just started listing off names of people I'd be interested in talking to. Uh, I started listing off topics that I'd be interested in talking about with those people. And it just hadn't occurred to me yet. And then suddenly it was like, Man, it seems like I just, it seems like I want free coaching. And there's nothing wrong with that because the listeners help, get help from that as well. Yeah. But what's the, what's the, like, I, I want to hone it in. What's the point? And I thought, yeah, but you want to be able to step out. You want to have a focus, but you also want to be able to fringe loop in from the outside of that for, 
um, variety, et cetera. And so what I decided to do was after I was going through all those, I realized, well, it seems like I want to talk to them about like how they're doing the work they do. How do they manage their time? How do they get creative or stay creative even when they don't feel like it? How do they, and I start going through this and I'm like, it seems like a productivity show. And I'm like, yeah. And, and this is, these are voices in my head going back and forth. And I'm like, <laughs> literally, like almost literally. And I say to myself, okay, well, it's like a productivity show, but it's not just productivity. It's like beyond the to-do. That's the name of the show. And then I heard kind of a, almost in a buzz light, your voice. It's, it's to the, to to the, to the, it's the to-do list and beyond. And I'm like, there you go. I love that. And as soon as that clicked, it was just from there forward, it was like, okay. And, and what was great. And this is a secret. Uh, I had a friend who was working with Michael Hyatt at the time. And I knew I could get a yes from him because we'd, he and I had interacted a little bit because he was aware of me from Cliff's show. And so I reached out and he said, and I, and actually I saw him at that blog world and I asked him, would you be willing to be on my show? And he said, yeah, I'd love to. And I'm like, I have a, I have Michael Hyatt as yes. That's going to open doors for other guests. And, and it just snowballed from there once I launched. Wow, man, that's so cool too. And, and you mentioned earlier that you, you gotten screened for ADHD and now you've got this show that is one of the top ones around productivity. You've had some big names. I mean, we name dropped a bunch already, guys. Um, how have you seen the show help you with, getting things done with ADHD. Cause my daughter, she got screened for it and it's positive. And they asked her the question of oh, like her and my wife, cause they were together in that, that room. Like it's, it's kind of hereditary. So who in the family is also diagnosed with ADHD? Is there anybody? And they're like, no, no. Well, her dad is the middle-aged version of her. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, yeah, he's like everywhere. Like how many rooms have a pair of his socks in them or, you know, where's his coffee right now kind of thing. Um, cause I, I don't know where my coffee is right now. It's somewhere in this apartment. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> that or I finished it anyway. Uh, but somehow I get things done. I think that's the miracle my family has come to accept. Somehow miraculously, Jerry is productive in his life. Um, and so they've kind of begun like observing me, like, what does he do to keep on track? Uh, so in what ways though has beyond the to-do list helped you manage the ADHD? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, Back to the show. Yeah, well, and that was the thing is like, I'll jump back to that summer of 2005. So one of the things was my daughter was born earlier that year in January, first kid, and uh, she was born 10 weeks early. So multiple kind of, oh my gosh, what are we doing? New parent, all that, you know, on top of that. And then that as well, the diagnosis. And I thought, all right. And I, and I tried, I did a prescription for, I don't know, a month or two and it just didn't, I didn't feel right. I, I felt 
that's not the best way to say it. Like I, I felt better in terms of performing and staying on task and things like that. But my sleep was going down. And oh, so wow. it was kind of a give and a take. And it's like, well, I'm not willing to like, in some ways I'm better in in some ways I'm worse. Well, then I'm better off just not. Pay. I mean, then it's like, well, why pay for the drug? Right. And so, and rather than go try, you know, long arduous, try different things out. I just said, you know what, then why not put up some structures in place? And that's, and, and, and realizing that that's what I'd been doing all of life before then was just kind of saying, okay, it's check in. Like, cause I'm the kid who had like, you know, little um, memo pad with the spirally thing at the top and you'd flip it open and you'd pull out a clicky pen and you'd write stuff down. Like I was capturing things throughout the day as a teenager. Like what kind of a nerd teenager was doing? Like, well, I guess these days more, but cause it's more okay to be a nerd, but like you raised your hand. I am raising my hand too. Like that's what I would do. And then I had kind of a like, look, I would go through that notebook before the end of the, like, I, my parents didn't have to tell, like, I was such a nerd. My parents didn't have to give me a bedtime because I would go to bed because I felt tired. And so, but part of my routine was, and that's, that's really key here is rhythms and routines and having things set up already, which I'd already been doing. So it wasn't, you know, that hard. A lot of what I've learned through the show is things that have been either augments or tweaks or additions or subtractions from those rhythms and routines, as well as then integrating or allowing or, or, uh, collaborating, cooperating is the word I'm looking for, uh, with family members, you know, like you said, well, he's, you know, I don't, I don't know how he gets things done. We observe him like same thing with me, but how do I integrate? How do I, how am I, you know, how do I f- fulfill my roles in work, in life, in family, et cetera. Um, when it comes to having that and a lot of it, self-awareness, it's knowing me, knowing who I am, like adding on to the ADHD diagnosis with strength finders, with, uh, even the Enneagram and adding on, having those dimensions, having those extra drill down insights into, oh, I am that way. And here's how a healthy person that is that way operates and adding that to the mix has been really good to have all those rhythms, routines, structures put in place. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, I guess, what are some of the things that you do? You, you mentioned the notebook. Is, has mm-hmm. it always been the same notebook? I want to ask that one first. Has Don't it always been the same notebook yeah. or do you have like three or four different notebooks or methods for oh god i try to stick with one till it's done and then move on and i try to pull out what's in there i try to i think one of the things as as the time has gone on i mean we're to, my my daughter's now 18 so it's been 18 years a little over 18 years well almost coming up on 18 years i should say she turned 18 in this past january um since that diagnosis and i think one of the things that i've noticed is that the smartphone wasn't around at that time. Now it is. We've all kind of habitualized ourselves into the symptoms of ADHD, regardless of if we have have it or not or have a diagnosis or not. And that has become an even more ever present thing to me. So in answering that question, I've got to say, like, one of the things I try to do is in talking to all these other people about how to get rid of distractions, stay on focus, stay on task complete things actually check the box is that you have to limit the inputs that you have to reduce them you need to stop second screening you you, if you're watching something watch it if you're using your phone actually use it for what you intended to pick it and like if you pick it like i don't even well it's over there okay my i was like (laughs) i don't even know where my phone but it's over there but but again it's in do not disturb mode yeah right and so it's a lot of those boundary setting things. It's it's having do not disturb mode in moments like this. Like not, there's not, the phone call is not going to come through while we're talking because I am with you. And uh, 
it's a lot of those things. But getting back to the notebook, it's it's the one notebook and it's for use till that's done. And there are intervals where you check it and there are intervals when you don't. And there's morning routine. There's evening routine. There's during the day routine for work. There's during the day routine for when there's not work. There's weekend routine. Like it's all those kinds of setup time bucketed like because that's the, that's our problem right it's like we, we it's not that we can't pay attention it's that we want to either pay attention to all the things or the wrong thing at the wrong time yes and i've i've inadvertently in the past used the phrase muscle memory when really i was corrected and that all muscle memory none of that none of that memory is in your muscles it's neural pathways oh yeah yeah and so rewiring your brain has been basically the thing I've been do my brain. I'm not rewiring your brain, Jerry. I'm rewiring <laughs> my brain, rewiring my brain through the last 18 years and trying to do that with my kids and be like, get off your phone. We're watching a show or, you know, or et cetera. It, it to do that. It's rewiring to allow yourself to be bored, to allow yourself to be single, purposed when you have a purpose or to allow yourself to have nothing at times you have to have nothing to not have to be, you know, when you're, I mean, remember we used to ride in cars, just look out the window, man. Oh, that was torture for me. <laughs> See, and, and, and it was for me too. <laughs> that's why we have podcasts. That's why they invented podcasts, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, but that's my point is like, you know, kids, kids can't even, but kids can't even do that these yeah. days. So yeah, that dopamine fix is so strong it's, nowadays. That's yep. exactly it. That, I mean, you're, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I'm going. It's like basically it's the dopamine fix of having to have constant stimulation. And because that it reinforces um, th that need, then you feel like you always – you're addicted and you have to have it. And because I'm trying to go the opposite direction, then I don't need to – like then I can uh, – one of the other factors that kind of plays in is like meditation and – Again, can you imagine a person with ADHD doing meditation? No. Do they need it? Oh, yeah. And it's one of the things that's really, really helped is like you have a thought. You allow and then you don't get, you don't beat yourself up over that. And that in, in a way, it's not about the meditation at all. In some ways, that's that's how the ADHD uh, gets worked out in my own brain and, and spirit is uh, a thought comes up. I don't get mad at myself for the thought coming up my brain's just doing what it's doing. It's normally going to do. You acknowledge the thought and then you let it pass. Now what I'll do, <laughs> here's where the notebook comes back in. One of the things that I will do is I'll have an analog note, like a legal pad actually sitting over here with a pen, not the computer. And if a thought happens while I'm in focus mode, I pull that thing over and I just, you know, Oh yeah. Thanks. Thank you brain for reminding me that, that yes, my dog probably needs to have a vet appointment at some point in the future. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. I acknowledge you saying that. Thank you. Slide it away. Kind of like a toddler, you know, and then and and the more you do that, the more it's like, oh, well, maybe I don't need to. You, you, you trust your brain, trusts you and you trust your brain. And it doesn't feel like it needs to interrupt you as much. It doesn't mean it's never going to happen, but it does mean. Oh, he, one, he treats me nice <laughs> Two, um, he captures this, he captures the things he acknowledges the things that I say. And three, when he's done doing the thing that he's doing, that's important. He then does turn his attention to me and deal with those things. And, and that's a time block you've got to set up, which I do, but that's what you do. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I just started doing in the last few months uh, because I get up in the morning and I I spend some time in prayer and I spend some time reading and uh, and journaling. Now, then I have a separate kind of pad of paper or or notebook. um, And in on the top of the page, I put random thoughts while reading. And and they truly are random thoughts. It's things like um, email Eric Fisher and ask if he'll be on my show. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, book, podcast movement 2023. It's like, wait, I already bought those tickets. But like, and I could be reading a book about um, anything, you know, extreme ownership. But I'll have a thought in there about check the pixels dimensions on the banner that you're putting together for your website. And and it's like, boom. But before I did the same thing that you just talked about, I would be compelled to turn on my computer and look the information up real quick. I just did air quotes, everybody, because it winds up not being real quick. 45 minutes to an hour and a half later, I still haven't touched the banner dimensions of this image I had my mind on. And instead, I've now researched a guest that's coming up in two months. I've now gone down this rabbit hole of what's going on in a country I don't live in. And uh, and it's like, oh, shoot, I've done it again. <laughs> but having that notebook well, has helped curb that. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the other things then, and I'll add on to the, um, you know, you block out time for those specific things, not, not just in you know, broadly sensed, you can say, yeah, we all should be time blocking and we should. Um, and you have focused blocks to get certain things done. And, and you know, for, for some of us with ADHD, that may be harder. And like I was talking about, I may, you came up with, oh my gosh, well, I have three different things just during the time I was reading that I need to then go do. Um, one of the things that you can then do is say, okay, well, I'm going to set up an hour and I'm going to pull three five things off there. I mean, you have to, you have to glance at that list and say, and triage it and say, okay, well, emailing Eric, that's going to take a couple of minutes, probably max. Right. That's fine. Uh, number two. So that, so that's one of them. Um, and what's, what's, I don't know. And depending upon if it's a half hour, an hour, fine. You, you take what you need, group it together, do it. And, Depending upon if you're so here's two two pathways here one half hour okay well here's like three to five two to three minute things and if you can sprint through all of those then reward yourself for having gotten those you know checking those things off stand up move around take a break get off screens step outside hopefully the weather's nice there's some sun in other words all the opposites of what you're doing stop sitting stop staring at a screen stop being inside stop. Um, you know, if you were talking to somebody, be silent. If you were silent, go talk to somebody, change it all up and reward yourself. Um, you know, if you're drinking, if you find that coffee, Jerry, and then, uh, ultimately that's what your plan is. However, if you're going to take an hour long thing and you've got longer tasks that are 20 minutes or so in there, do it like Pomodoro technique where you do want say, okay, you know what? Next set a timer, 20 minutes. Let's fix that pixel. And let's, let's do what we need to do with that. And then when that's done, my break is a reward and then come back, sit down, do another. And that kind of, again, it's that acknowledgement of, um, you know, a cycle of cue, um, success reward yeah. over and over again. And again, you're, this is the, you, you're training your brain, you're, you're making, you're, you're forging those neural pathways to realize, oh, you, one, you really can do this Two, You can pay attention three, you're getting stuff done. And, and four, uh, some other point that I would have made right here. 
Exactly. <laughs> what was that free guy? Yeah. <laughs> TBD. Yes. <laughs> TBD. I love, I love it. Oh, oh. man. Now, uh, so that's the getting things done part, especially like when our brain is like, I want to do all of it all at once. So it's like that, that movie, um, everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Like that is going on in our heads. Um, I love that movie. By oh, the way. great movie. Yeah. Um, now there are moments though, like those with ADHD have where they get hyper focused and, mm-hmm. um, and I, I didn't think my wife noticed, but she acknowledged it the other day. And I'm like, wow, you, do you notice? She goes, Jerry, when you go into your home office at nine in the morning and I have to ask you at 7 p.m. if you've had lunch or if you've eaten anything that day, I think I know what it looks like. And I'm like, but I've gotten so much done. Look at my website. It's like a multi-page website built out for my business. I'm like, but it's done. And she's like, is it though? I'm like, no, I still have like three more hours worth of work, but like how much I've done, I don't want to get away from it. And, and, but I mean, but that she's done her job though. She's broken me away from that. And now I'm like, what is that over there? <laughs> she's like, come follow it. Um, do you have anything in place that helps you, you know, in those moments, you know, like where you just hyper focused? Yeah. Uh, literally that's you, you put lunch on the calendar as a time block and even if it's 15 minutes at least you stopped mm-hmm. at least you paused at least you left your desk and at least you ate because sometimes uh one i forgot I, I have been in the same boat i have forgotten i'm like my wife would get home at two to three o'clock in the afternoon and i'd see her pull up and i'd go to say hi and then i'm like oh i'm hungry and then it kind of hit and it wasn't I wasn't aware of it until then and good or for good or bad. Uh, I wasn't intentionally, um, you know, fasting, but I guess I'll take it. Right. And uh, <laughs> but th- that's the thing. And then I realized, you know what, the, the days that are better are the days where I actually have it blocked in on my calendar. And it's a reminder. I mean, one of the things that's been a friend for me has been um, the the Amazon voice system that I'm avoiding naming by name so okay. it doesn't activate set right off. Uh, yes. And I, I go the route of calling it um, the, the call word that, uh, uh, you know, Star Trek did. So it's like, C-O-M-P-U-T-E-R, do this thing. Uh, it's my <laughs> you friend, though. the name of her? <laughs> yeah, you can change it to, to, to use that word. And oh, uh, I've said it to do, like, I'll just be like, set a timer for such and such time or for this amount of time. And, you know, just to, because we get so in our heads, we get so, like, that's the thing is, again, it's not that we can't focus, it's that we drill down quickly into maybe things we aren't supposed to or didn't intend to and it's all about it's all about having those moments of clarity and then using that intention to map out um our time and our energy towards those places and tasks and things and and you know only through um experience and um you know wisdom over time do we get better and better at that and then are able to check things off yeah I even find myself giving myself room to let my mind wander. So it's like, that's good. uh, Yeah. And and my brain loves it. And then after the time block is done for like, do whatever, uh, it's like, I'm able to say, okay, this is the thing I need to work on, but I don't want to, I want to go back over here. It's like now Pomodoro technique, boom, uh, 20 minutes. I'll work on this one thing, no matter what, shut everything off, get the phone out of here. Uh, Oh, look at my cat and I'll start petting my cat. But then, then I'm back and like, boom, uh, it's probably the only reason why I was able to get a book out in the first place was time blocking, uh, you know, the, the journal I told you about that you also do. So, um, 
I just love that. And uh, now if folks want to find Beyond the To-Do List, uh, I'll, I'll just tell you guys right now, what you do is you start searching for Beyond the Rut before you finish <laughs> I was Rut. I going to say that. It's right there. It's going to pop up first. Uh, he's been around a year and a half longer. <laughs> so, uh, but true story, though, like if I go to pod.link and I search my show, even when I type out the whole phrase Beyond the Rut, it makes me hit enter before it even shows me my show. And I'm like... And that's just the internet being me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. At least autofill. I'll, I'll I'll email the guys behind pod.link. It's like, come on, just give me the autofill. Just just at least when I type in the whole phrase. But uh, go listen to a show. Uh, John Acuff was the most recent episode. A um, lot of great talent on there. And believe it or not, I'm going to be hounding. Like I'm going to go through your list and say, hey, you know, I heard you on Beyond the To Do List. And, and uh, that's a you, I'm I admire you for. Picking up on one of my secret skills was just to look at other shows. I wish I started doing it sooner, to be honest. And 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 okay, so so secret tip for other podcasters: what you want to do is listen to these people on other shows, and then you hear what they're being asked, and then come up with your own follow up questions because you already know what the first answer is, and then you're like, oh, but you didn't ask them this. You can, yes. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I pitched to folks. It's like, hey, <laughs> I heard your story here. I'd like to build off of that and bring this up. And I yeah. remember John Lee Dumas talked about that. Like, if you want him to share interviews he's done with you, because um, he does so many, uh, bring in something new that he doesn't talk about on any other show, and he'll share that with his audience. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's where you can find Beyond the To Do List. Any place you go to listen to podcasts, Beyond the. And then it'll pop up. But if if not, to-do list. And then you got it there. Yeah. Uh, and then your website's the same, right? Beyond the to-do list.com? Yep. Beyond the to-do list.com. I had that one before you also. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not after your show, your, your, yes. your website. Now, jerrydugan.com. I'm waiting right. for that guy to not be good anymore so I can get the website. But he keeps getting better. He's getting good at his. You know what? I was in Vegas the other week. I could have met the other me. So that would have been cool. Whoa. Weird. Yeah. Now that's everything everywhere all at once. That is. Yeah. I, I was thinking about reaching out to him because uh, my uncle Michael is friends with him on Facebook, has no idea who he is. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, since we have the same uncle, <laughs> he thought I was weird. <laughs> I, that's Hilarious. probably why he doesn't talk to me, but uh, yeah. not the uncle, but the other Jerry Dugan. But that's not important. <laughs> what is important is um, before we go, any final words of wisdom? There we go. Yeah, man. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people are going to ask, you know, hey, what's the best productivity advice you ever heard or, you know, things like that. And I'm like, honestly, it's self-awareness. It's it's knowing yourself. It's, it's spending time. No, I mean, again, having the, the wherewithal like I did to even bother to get tested, th that revelation kind of really helped push things along much further. But yeah, spending that time um, really knowing myself and then, and adding on to it, like I said, with strength trainers with, or not strength trainers, strength, strength finders. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I would start there out of all the places that if you're going to start with things, start there because it's going to reinforce positive things that you lean in on. You don't cover up your weaknesses. You lean in on your strengths. Start there. Awesome. I love that. Eric, I'm glad we were able to do a podcast swap. I look yeah. forward to seeing you at the next podcast movement, if not sooner. And I'm glad that we're like real life friends now. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Love it. Wow. Hey, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation like I did. I mean, we covered things like the benefit of having guests in a podcast. You get to learn from them. You get to pick their brains for free so they can showcase what they know with your audience. And since you're there, the middleman, 
you're going to learn it too. You know, in the time I've been podcasting, I'll tell you, my income has quadrupled because of the things I've learned from great guests like Eric. Now, we also covered some things like Pomodoro Technique. And if you've read my book, Beyond the Rut, Create a Life Worth Living in Your Faith, Family, and Career, you may have heard me talk about the Pomodoro Technique. I was happy to hear him mention that that's one of the techniques he uses as well. Comes in handy when you're having a hard time focusing and you just got to make a deal with yourself. Let's get 20 good minutes going here and then let your mind go wild afterwards for about five to 10. It, it's gotten me through a lot of things. And, you know, I, I love Eric's approach. Like, what do you do beyond the to-do list? Like, to-do lists are great, but what's after that? How do you get beyond just checking off things on the box? And how do you get the things done that are really going to move you forward? Now, those are the lessons I took from this episode. I'd love to hear what you thought as well. Now, if you want more information, go check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 360. There you'll also be able to comment and let me know what were your aha moments from this episode. Also, I just mentioned my book, Beyond the Rut, Create a Life Worth Living in Your Faith, Family, and Career. If you don't have a copy of that yet, you can get one on Amazon as an ebook, as a paperback, or if you don't feel like shelling out the 10 bucks or so for the paperback... I'm giving the audiobook away for free. So you could download a copy at beyondtherut.com slash audiobook and, and listen to it. It's like two hours long. You get some insights about how to take a look at your rut. So recognize where you are, understand where you want to go, and then take action to get there. You'll also take a look at your life with the lens of the five F's, your faith, your family, your fitness, your finances, and your future possibilities. Now, I'm glad you joined me for this episode, and I look forward to joining you again on the next episode. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.